Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Going to have a conversation right now that, you know, if you think about it, fortunately, when it comes to major, major catastrophic national disasters, Canada has been pretty fortunate. Not to say we haven't had them. Of course we have. You know, you, you can talk about the wildfires in BC. You can talk about uh, Lac Megantic in Quebec. There's been there's been major, major catastrophes uh, in Canada, but nothing that rises to the level of, I don't know, tsunamis and earthquakes and, and things like that, right? But when those things do happen around the world, there's a large contingent of Canadians that are involved in disaster relief efforts. We're, we're pretty good at it and pretty experienced, but none of that expertise is sort of quantified, categorized, you know, tracked within Canada. If, God forbid, we should ever need it, I don't even know if we know where to go. And that's the point being made by our next guest, Linda Redwood Campbell, who is a professor and a family physician at the Department of Family Medicine at McMaster University. Um, Linda, thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Good morning. Thank you very much, Shay, for having me. So we'll get to that in just a second. First of all, though, we really do, when you, and you, you're, you're sort of front and center in this, and along with other uh, experts, in responding to international events, right? Canada has a long, rich history here. Canada does have, indeed, a very long, rich history. Um, and I think a lot of Canadians actually aren't aware of that. Um, there's a lot of um, international expertise that we as Canadians actually have. But I think we could probably utilize better here in Canada. What about you personally? Tell us about some of your experiences and, and the responses you've been a part of. Um, oh my goodness. So I've been working in uh, disaster response for over 25 years, um, maybe a little, little bit longer than that even. And uh, I probably responded to about 35 or so international disasters. So, you know, I, I could name them all. Tsunamis, uh, the big tsunami in Asia, uh, earthquakes in Pakistan. I've been to Haiti multiple times for various different things, unfortunately. Uh, countries like Haiti tend to get, um, you know, really affected by particularly natural disasters. Um, but I've had many experiences around the world in most continents, actually. The experience that you gain, I mean, that firsthand on the ground involved in the relief effort, that kind of experience can't be picked up any other way, right? I mean, that experience that you have is invaluable. Absolutely. And, and uh, one of the things that we, we did, Shay, was we did a research study that was actually published this year in the Canadian Medical Association Journal. And we actually went to Canadians who were working on these teams and said, you know, how can lessons from the field help us in Canada? And one of the responses that we got back was, this is real life training that we almost never have in Canada so that we have this experience, we come back to Canada, but we're not really, you know, used or we don't utilize our skills often when we, when we come back. So those are some of the findings that we found uh, with the, the research that we conducted. Um, and do we have any idea of, you know, obviously that you're not alone, there's a lot of people involved in this, but as a country, like you say, do we really sort of keep track of this and have even, you know, an inventory of the skills we have available within Canada? I would say we don't do that very well at all. Yeah. Uh, 
No, I, I would say the answer would be no. I mean, certainly there's different organizations that do this kind of work, and the, the organization that I'm most comfortable or aware of is the Canadian Red Cross International Operations, because that's personally the one that I've worked with the most. Uh, there are other organizations also that do international work, but, you know, each organization knows, but how do you take all of that and bring it back to the expertise in Canada is always the question. And I, I think that um, even having a, you know, catalog, cataloging the skills and experience and developing a database, either at the federal level, provincially, or municipally, uh, to try to determine who are these people we can approach when we, and I say when we have a disaster in Canada, because it's just a matter of time. We're having disasters in Canada all the time. You've mentioned the, you know, the wildfires, certainly yeah. flooding, the ice storms, uh, the train der derailment in Lac Mégantic. There's lots of options and, and experiences that we can look back on in Canada. So like you say, we've got the Red Cross and they respond to all of these and, and do wonderful work. Um, but what would you like to see? Uh, like you say, government doesn't really seem to be keeping track of this. Where do we start? How do we sort of get a better handle on this? Well, I actually think that the government at different levels should be communicating with these organizations that do the international work and say, how, how can we, you know, move forward? How can we utilize, you know, the resources that we have in Canada when another event happens? Um, and I think it's a dialogue that needs to start increasing the, the awareness that, that, in fact, we have this expertise, but also how do you pull all these pieces together and, and starting a dialogue with different levels of government, I think, is a really good start. I know, I know the Red Cross has been engaged with the government at different levels, and they are starting to encourage that conversation, but I actually think it needs to go much further than it's, it's gone. Because it, it makes me uh, sad to think that I know that there are people that work on our teams that aren't necessarily doctors or nurses. They might be logisticians sure. or engineers or other experts Experts who aren't asked their, for their expertise when something happens in Canada. That's the question, um, Doctor, in terms of, okay, if it, let's say, God forbid, we had some sort of catastrophe in Alberta this weekend, whatever it may be. Um, is there... How would you, for example, if we if we desperately need your expertise and your experience in this field, how would we know that you're the person to contact? Is there any? Does the Red Cross have a? Is there a list that we can go to, at all? Not easily. No, I so, mean the Red Cross certainly has um, the international operations. They certainly know who's on their team yeah. and what expertise there is. But it's also trying to think about how do we. Uh, bring together the international perspective and our domestic perspectives, because often they're siloed very differently. Um, but that's a really good example, Shay, of, of what, you know, there would be many, many steps that would need to happen for that link to happen. And I think we could do a better job of, of you know, maintaining databases to be able to say, hey, this person's a security expert. Yeah. Let's call them, you know, to, to be an expert in this particular situation. It almost seems like an absolute no-brainer. It's hard to believe that this isn't in place already, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I know colleagues uh, that I've worked with felt um, during even the pandemic that they weren't called upon and thinking why I've worked in, I don't mean me personally, but other people have worked in, you know, many, many epidemics, pandemics before and with lots of expertise and they're not being called upon. So this is what sort of I'm really hoping is that we can we can actually... Yes, when we do this international work, we all have, quote, day job, uh, you know, normally, but we should really be on rosters that can harness that 
expertise when we need it. While I've got you, let me ask, what's that like? Like you say, you've responded to dozens of these, um, you know, and you're, you mean, you've got all kinds of things going on with your own practice and a professor and all these sorts of things. So what's it like when there is a massive international catastrophe and you know that you can be of service and you want to be involved? How, how does that process work? What's it like when that call comes? So the, you're, it's, it's happened so many times I have to think about every time it, it's this call that comes to say, are you available? Yeah. And, so, and I have to do a sh- huge shout out to my team at work at my current job, that my colleagues and friends that support the work that I do. Because after that call comes, I have to figure out, you know, do I have capacity to go? Are there enough doctors that can help to cover those kinds of things? And um, we have to remember that, you know, when I get called, it's the team that stays too that's also contributing to it. It, it's, it moves very, very quickly. You know, I have to ensure that my work is here in Canada is covered. I have to make sure that my family life is covered. I have to then start really thinking about what is the context of this disaster and what are the things that I need to be thinking about in terms of my role in that context. Um, Different disasters, different types of disasters. We know from a health perspective, we expect different types of injuries or illnesses based on the type of disaster it is. So you go in with a different mindset depending on, you know, what type of disaster it is. So all of these things are running through my brain as I think about, okay, we need to do this response and this is what it's going to look like. It's, a, it's an amazing um, professional life to have for sure. And, and we appreciate it so much. Uh, Doctor, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Have a great day. You too. That is uh, Linda Redwood Campbell, a professor and a family physician, Department of Family Medicine, McMaster University.